What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, folks, stand by for Jody Hamilton. But first, here's a brief word about home title lock. Deborah's home was stolen. I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean, scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls home title theft one of the fastest growing white collar crimes. This story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says criminals found her title online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned it. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah also says she was evicted from her home and 85 grand in equity was gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. Folks, this is why you need to get home title lock because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't know it. Then sign up to help protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. And to get you started, I got you 60 risk-free days of protection. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I don't pay attention to rumors. I don't pay attention to movie magazines. They don't read them because they're all junk. And, uh... No, I, 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 don't, I don't mean to put anybody's job down. When I hear rumors flying around, I got sick in the hospital. Well, I was, you know, in this day and time, you can't even get sick. You are strung out. Oh, by God, I'll tell you something, friend. I have never been strung out in my life, except on music. When I got sick here in the hotel, I got sick here that one night. I had 102 temperature. They wouldn't let me perform. From three different sources, I heard I was strung out on heroin. But all across this town, was strung out. If I find or hear the individual that has said that about me, I'm going to break your goddamn neck, you son of a bitch. That is dangerous. That is damaging to myself, to my little daughter, to my father, to my friends, my doctor, to everybody, my relationship with you, my relationship with the people on the stage. It is dangerous. I will pull your goddamn tongue out by the roots. Thank you very much. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. That was our president right there, Fat Elvis, president of the United States. (laughs) 
From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, February 13, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. Go there, buy lots of soap. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1,120 of the Trump crisis, 264 days until the 2020 presidential election. And uh, Jody, Jody, what, Hello. Uh, we have a bit of a, an issue. I'm going to take the music down because we cannot find T-Rex David, David. Ferguson. He's nowhere yes. to be found. I'm not joking around about this. Maybe by the time you hear the show, he'll be back and we will have found so. him. But so. um, one thirty rolled around, one forty-five rolled around, uh, 2 o'clock rolled around. I uh, sent a couple of texts to him. I sent a DM to him. I also sent a DM to his brother. I have not heard back from anyone. And right. it's just, it's very, very unusual that David would just not show up and then not let us know that he wasn't going to be able to show up. Suffice to say, given what happened almost three years ago, I, I start to worry. It may be fine. I mean, he may be absolutely fine. He may just be sick. He's maybe in bed or lost his phone or there are all kinds of rational, reasonable explanations before absolutely. you jump to something's wrong with David. But uh, I, of course, get uh, kind of irrational <laughs> in cases like this. I'm going to well, try. Well, it's understandable. It's an understandable reaction. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry to make you wait uh, as we were That's trying okay. to track him down. Plus, I had soundboard issues. My soundboard laptop is seizing up. It's blowing a gasket. I don't know what the hell's wrong with it. But what it does, it starts playing a sound and then it loops through like a one second clip of that sound. So I don't know what that issue is. Everything's going wrong, and I'm just going to blame Trump for everything. How about that? Um, <laughs> so I'm going to try to call David here and see if we can get him on the phone. So I've just got my cell phone held up to the microphone and see if we can track him down. I'm just going to give it one more shot to see if we can link up with him. Oh. So, and I'm not... Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Bleeping out his phone number. <clears throat> All right. No, we we can't find him. This is real. This is what's going on with us right now. And so, you know, we're going to get into all the Trump shit here in just a second. But in the meantime, we have to kind of track down our friend here. Okay. So um, as we wait for David and we're going to try to call him again later in the show to see if we can track him down. Uh, Meantime, we've got the meme of the day, Jody, which is appropriate for this music. Which I, I'm so glad the soundboard's working now so I can play that music. Uh, the meme of the day is Carnival Barking Clown. Mike Bloomberg has called Donald Trump to his face <laughs> a Carnival Barking Clown. But that's in response to <laughs> Trump's, you know, mini Mike tweet. You know, the guy who looks like just a, a bag of bloated lard is going around talking about other people's looks. He said here, Mini Mini Mike is a five foot four inch mess of dead energy who does not want to be on the debate stage with these professional politicians. No boxes, please. Ha ha ha. That's funny. He hates crazy Bernie and will with enough money possibly stop him. Bernie's people will go nuts. So he loves all of this. Is that your phone? Yes, it's okay. The machine picked up. Okay, I I get it. I just immediately heard the phone. I was like, is that David? Um, I don't think he has my personal phone number. (laughs) 
don't think be, I gave it to him. It would be weird of all places for him to call you at home to let you know that he was running late <laughs> and just not bother to text me uh, or either right. of us in that case. Right. And then so Mike Bloomberg responds, we know many of the same people in New York. Behind your back, they laugh at you and call you a carnival barking clown. <laughs> <laughs> they know you inherited a fortune and squandered it with stupid deals and incompetence. I have the record and the resources to defeat you, and I will. Okay, you know, uh, Mike Bloomberg's various flaws aside, and if you mm, go right. onto Twitter right now, you can read about some of those flaws, some of the things he's being attacked for, some rightfully. All of that aside... This is how the Democrats need to go uh-huh. after Trump. They need to tweak him. They need to jab him. They need to expose the fact that everything around Donald Trump, I mean, obviously there's lots of corruption and crime going on, but at the same time, him personally, Trump personally, is just a little wimp. He's a little yeah. whiny baby. And so all the crap that surrounds Donald Trump, his tweets and his rallies and his little press gaggles in the Oval Office, that is all like a shell that he's putting around himself, a shell of bluster to obscure the fact that he is just a whiny diaper baby, an entitled yep. old man who's a little bit fucked in the head right now <laughs> and getting worse mm-hmm. by the day. But this is kind of a, I mean, all that aside, this is a very... Uh, scary time. And I don't mean to be an alarmist, but I I have been <laughs> a little bit alarmed. Uh, and I've been writing about it. I wrote something for uh, the Banter newsletter, thebanter.substack.com today. Also, you can find it on our Patreon page um, about where we are right now with Donald Trump's descent into dictatorship. And I really believe that he is now America's first dictator. At the very least, we can easily and justifiably refer to him as a tyrant. I mean, that's... Uh-huh. I, I don't know that he's gone full-on fascist yet. I mean, that's a very specific word about a very specific type of governing. But with Trump, he's certainly a tyrant. He's certainly now abusing um, his office. He's certainly now yes. uh, weaponized the Department of Justice as his personal security force. At the very mm-hmm. least, the Attorney General. So, but thank God, we're going to get in all that here in just a second too, but thank God John Kelly has finally stepped up to a microphone and said some things about what he witnessed in the White House. He just needs to do this a little more often. And more of the people who have surrounded Donald Trump and who have witnessed these things and know that what he is doing is damaging and dangerous, they also have to step up too. It's now time for federal government patriots to step up and say what they need to say now before it's too late. Because what we're seeing now, too, on top of everything else, is, you know, sort of Donald Trump's Truth and Reconciliation Commission. We're going to go through, we're going to weed out all of the disloyalists and get rid of all of them. We saw that with Vindman. We saw that with Gordon Sondland, even though Gordon Sondland gave Trump, what, a million dollars? That didn't even help to protect Gordon Sondland. But now we've got John Kelly, former chief of staff John Kelly, and uh, former DHS secretary John Kelly. And also the name, strangely enough, the name of my childhood pediatrician. I'm not making that up. My childhood pediatrician was named John Kelly. Dr. Kelly. We'd always hate to have to go to visit Dr. Kelly because there was always shots and throat cultures involved for some reason. And so... (laughs) 
So whenever I see John Kelly, I get a little triggered. Like I go right back to when I was like six years old and had to go for an annual pre like physical before I go back to grade school or whatever. Um, so John Kelly, in case you haven't, uh, read the, uh, piece about this in the Atlantic, John Kelly said, quote, he will never give his nuclear weapons up. He said this about, uh, Kim Jong-un and Trump's attempt to try to make a deal with, uh, North Korea. Again, President Trump tried. That's one way to put it, but it didn't work. I'm an optimist right. most of the time, but I'm also a realist. And I never did think Kim would do anything other than play us for a while. And he did that fairly effectively. So there you go. John Kelly basically saying Donald Trump has been played. At times Wednesday, Kelly sounded like the anti-Trump. He said he did not believe the press is, quote, the enemy of the people. And he sharply criticized Russian President Vladimir Putin, whom Trump had steadfastly courted. Kelly described Putin as someone who is, quote, not necessarily a rational actor. Putin sits atop, quote, a society in collapse, yet is intent on restoring, quote, the glory days of the Soviet Union, he said. So it's mm -hmm. interesting to hear this directly from someone who is right next to Donald Trump through most of these uh, or many of these meetings with Vladimir Putin. You know, just a guy who knows he's, he's on the inside. He knows what's going on. And he understands that Vladimir Putin, Trump's best friend, is trying to restore the might both militarily, certainly of, in terms of uh, all of the psyops and, and uh, agitprop and all the rest of the things, these cyber attacks. Everything. This is all meant to be sort of the modern version of a military expansion to mm -hmm. restore that power base of the Soviet Union. Plus, he also said uh, in response to questions from the audience, Kelly faulted Trump for intervening in the case of Eddie Gallagher, the Navy yeah. SEAL. Oh, my God. Here, I, I got David on the phone here. The, the phone is ringing. Uh, David? David? I'm so sorry. Are you okay? I am absolutely fine. I had insomnia last night, and I fell asleep at like 7 a.m., and I can't believe I'm just now waking up. Oh, oh my God. You have oh God, no idea God. how relieved I am. I am so embarrassed. Oh, my God. And I, you guys are halfway into the show, aren't you? Not really. We're only about 10 minutes in because I had a soundboard problem, like always. And then we tried to call you. <laughs> we tried to call you on the show and we couldn't get you. Do you want to bail out of the show today or do you want to try to uh, hook up on? Can you give me five minutes to grab a cup of coffee? Yes, I can. I'll be right there. I'm so, so sorry. Jody, are you there? I'm here. Can, I'm so sorry for wasting you guys' time. I'm so sorry. I'll be right there. Okay. All right. Great. 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 <laughs> Oh, oh my God. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Thank God. Oh, oh thank my God. God. He's okay. Praise Jesus. <laughs> yes. Praise Jesus. Oh man. Okay. Now. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> I'm doing my Lamaze exercises in order exactly. to <laughs> recover from that stress. <laughs> Woo. Okay. All right. Everything is. Everything is fine now. Everything just so you going. know, by the way, yeah. uh, the Senate just passed the Iran War Powers Resolution. Oh, great. What was the vote? Do you know, does it say? Uh, hold, please. Your call is important. Not a veto-proof uh, veto majority. I... 55 to 45, so uh, it's close. Oh, well, yeah, damn close to a veto-proof majority, but not if quite If he there. vetoes it, the other five might just go, fuck you. Uh, that's true. I, I, I hope that happens, because he is going to veto this. He I, will. Tom Cotton tried to give him a uh, an escape hatch with an amendment, but the uh, escape hatch mm -hmm. failed. They, it got mm -hmm. voted down. 
So mm-hmm. I I hope fingers crossed. Actually, no. They need they need uh, sixty seven votes. So that's twelve people that need to come oh, around. That's right. Shit. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, you win some, you lose some. We found David, but it looks like Donald Trump's going to veto the War Powers Act. <laughs> God damn it! All right. Uh, God damn it! Well, yeah. at least we got some uh, some really important news there, too. Okay, so I'm going to go back to John Kelly as we await David yeah. to uh, to join us here. Uh, responding to questions from the audience, Kelly faulted Trump for intervening in the case of Eddie Gallagher, a Navy SEAL who was convicted last year of posing with the corpse of an Islamic State fighter, of an ISIS fighter. Trump reversed a Navy decision to oust Gallagher in a chain of events that led to the resignation of Navy Secretary Richard Spencer. And this is what John Kelly said about that. The idea that the commander in chief intervened there, in my opinion, was exactly the wrong thing to do. Oh, them fighting words. Jeez, he's really throwing down. Uh, actually, I'm being sarcastic. Um, <laughs> the audience then applauded to that remark. And then uh, when a woman in the crowd said that Trump had, quote, elevated Gallagher, Kelly looked out at the crowd. Yep, he said. So I'll take, you know what? I'll take it. I tell you, it's not the harshest of language that can be used against America's first dictator, the <laughs> carnival barking clown in the White House. But, you know, we got to take what we can get. And I hope this starts again, another avalanche like what we saw with the testimony uh, during the impeachment proceeding. Mm-hmm. I, ho- I hope this starts an avalanche, Jody, of uh, federal government employees, people maybe working in the White House. And who's, I think Nicole Wallace warned that if you start seeing calls coming from inside the House, if you start seeing White House people, whether former or current, stepping out in front of a microphone, then you kind of know that that avalanche may may actually start to occur. It could. I mean, it, the concern is, uh, there's a book called They Thought They Were Free about the Germans mm-hmm. during Nazi Germany. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it was ordinary Germans, not nobody that joined the party, nobody that was drafted. These are just people that were living their day-to-day life, you know, and survived this, the war. Yeah. Um, and how... Had he started gassing people the minute he got in, people would have freaked out. It was a slow incremental problem. And a lot of people are like, if I speak out, I could lose my job. I could, and then I lose everything. So these four prosecutors that, that had their one completely resigning and the other three just getting off the case is amazing. But how many other federal employees are there that would do that if they could? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I, I hope Because that- they're worried. I mean, they, you look at Marie Yovanovitch, who got a standing ovation the mm-hmm. other day with normal citizens. Um, But I mean, her life is uh, Leslie, uh, uh, Peter Strzok and and his lady friend, Lisa Lisa Page. Page. Yeah. Um, You know, there's all these people that have been doing the Vinman brothers. Every it's, it's insane. Yep. Yep. And, and these people have the ability to walk away, but most, you know, rank and file federal workers don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at what they would have to face if they did walk away. Mm -hmm. First of all, they're out of work. And when you mm-hmm. leave a government position, that is like, you know, I'm kind of exaggerating a little bit when I say this, but that's like walking away from a pot of gold. If you have mm-hmm. a government position, especially a government position in which you have a security clearance, you yep. are set up for life in the federal government. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about life because the federal government, the United States government is still one of the few places in this country where you get a hell of a fucking pension plan for after yeah. you retire, um, health care, a monthly paycheck, all of it. 
And that's for a lifetime of public service where maybe you're not paid as much as you would be paid if you were in the private sector. But they they kind of set you up. And, you know, like my dad, for example, is one of those people who, you know, spent his entire adult life working for the federal government. And he was able to retire at a certain point with a nice, significant pension. Plus, you get the job. Once you're there, you have job security. Unless you're an absolute freak dog and you're doing everything wrong, you've got job security. Or unless you cross Donald Trump. If you piss off Donald Trump, then everything's off the table, regardless Mm -hmm. of whether you're a political appointee or a government servant. And then you add into the mix the fact that all of the red hats then pile in on top of you. Right. And that leads us to Donald Trump's reply to John Kelly on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He said here, I when I terminated John Kelly, which I couldn't do fast enough, he knew full well that he was way over his head. Being chief of staff just wasn't for him. He came in with a bang, went out with a whimper, but like so many exes, He misses the action and just can't keep his mouth shut, which he eventually has a military and legal obligation to do. His incredible wife, Karen, who I have a lot of respect for, once pulled me aside and said strongly that John respects you greatly. When we are no longer here, he will only speak well of you. And then Trump said, wrong, wrong, wrong. He ended ended that like that. Wrong. And so... Make no mistake here, the second part, Jody, of this tweet thread here, this two-part tweet thread in which he brings up Karen Kelly, this is a Mm -hmm. threat. This is a threat against John Kelly. Yes. Bringing in the wife, even though it is a compliment, shines a Mm -hmm. gigantic red hat spotlight directly down onto Karen Kelly. And so now you can bet, and you think the 4chan people have any restraint whatsoever when it comes to going after the relative of an enemy of Donald Trump? No fucking way. I think right now, this is a move to intimidate John Kelly. This is a move to silence John Kelly. But more than anything else, it was a move to punish John Kelly, don't you think? Oh, I agree. And and I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, Adam Schiff getting death threats and being doxxed. I mean, right. that's the other thing that, that John Kelly and his wife now have to worry about, mm-hmm. along with any and those four prosecutors and any and the woman that was going to be the uh, head of the uh, DOD's um, accountant or something. Yeah. She also came forward. She's not getting the promotion. I mean, there's all sorts of things. That are, I mean, she's happy that she's not, you know, that well known, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, because she came forward with some stuff in those OMB emails and that's why she's not getting the promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just, it's, this is why a lot of people aren't coming forward. Perhaps more will. Hi kids. Hi David. Oh my God. Thank God. I'm so sorry. Can I, can I do this now? I'm going to do this now. (laughs) (laughs) Still not extinct folks. (laughs) <laughs> uh, now we can start. All right, you're, you're a little bit loud. I'm trying to uh, adjust here on the fly. But... Uh, let me turn back my gain. It's I've got it up high because I was recording. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, I'm so relieved. Okay, great, great. This is the sound of me taking all the medications I have to take every morning. I mean, really, this is like 
freshly out of bed. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's so great. Or not so fresh as the case may be. <sighs> I was doing, after we uh, hung up with you earlier, I, I started doing my Lamaze breathing because I had to uh, <laughs> oh, I'm so rest- sorry. restore I really my blood to pressure you. to normal. Well, you know, with me, I'm just, I worry. Uh, we're coming up on three years after losing Chez. And so I, you being gay Chez, of course, the, the timing was getting like, oh, it's freaking me out. It was, uh, and by the way, while you're taking your medication, we. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Doogie Hauser. Yay! Hey, listen, I have OCD. Every time we mention doctors or medicine in some way, we have to go to that music. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I'm weird. Um, so, as we, we were saying, the Jody, um, with regard to these federal employees and so on, meanwhile, as Donald Trump is purging the government, basically what Steve Bannon threatened to do, which is to deconstruct the administrative state. That's what Donald Trump is up to right now. And, and while all of this is happening, the rats who have already left the White House are somehow jumping back onto the sinking ship. So Hope Hicks has been rehired. Now what, that, how, what is up with that? Now that the coast is clear, she was demoted from communications director and made Jared Kushner's assistant. That's the job that she's going to be doing now. Oh, my God. They're so, fucking. I mean, my God. She was like, I don't know third on the ladder below the president in the White House. I mean, communications director is a big fucking deal. And now she's been demoted to be Jared Kushner's assistant. So I guess Hope Hicks is going to be getting Jared Kushner coffee every morning. So... I well, that- I mean, he does have the entire Mideast in his portfolio, not to mention the Space Force and the modernization <laughs> of the workforce. So, I mean, he could probably use an extra pair of hands. Yeah, he's super busy, right? And, and yeah. also, on top of all of that, Reince Priebus, Cantina alien Reince Priebus, and uh, Sean Spicer have been rehired to join the, the President's Commission on White House Fellowships. And I oh, assu- my God. I assure you, that's not going to be the only thing they're doing inside the White yeah. House. Donald Trump needed to make a role for them. So, oh, I'm just going to put you on that weird commission that I don't give a shit about. And you can do that. And we can say that that's what you're doing. But you're not going to be doing that. You're going to be doing what kind of what you used to do. But it's right. just it's so bizarre that these people are now jumping back onto. Yeah, they this, were safe. They were clear. What were they? What are they thinking? Yeah, they had already gone clear. They already abandoned the new awful form of Scientology, the latest yeah. cult to come along to indoctrinate people, and now they're going back in. It's like they're rejoining Scientology after successfully escaping. But ah, you know, it's weird. This is going to be like a Heaven's Gate thing, <laughs> you know? Could yeah. be. All like coming back to the cult now, and they're all going to drink their Kool Aid and eat the Jello and go to. Meet the comet. Didn't all know. the Heaven's Gate people castrate themselves? <laughs> Isn't that what chemically. happened? Oh, did they? I, I'm not Some sure. Some of them did it surgically. The leader did it surgically, but most of them were just taking a cocktail of drugs that rendered them uh, impotent. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, wow. okay, I guess that. I, I did guess a lot that. of research on that because when I first found out about Heaven's Gate, it totally hit me by surprise. I had not been following the news, and I was at the gym, and I looked up, and they were loading all these. They had all these body blanks or body blankets. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember people, that. And they're all in identical tracksuits and Nikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the it was worst in San Diego. I, re- I have ever seen. Yeah. No, I remember yeah. that vividly because it was, you know, San Diego, which is so practically local for LA. Yeah. So it was, it was just, it was so bizarre and weird. <sighs> yeah. It's well, and again, we have to look at this through the prism of a cult. And uh, I think mm-hmm. that's the, one of the most appropriate ways to see all this. 
Because I can't explain this loyalty any other way. I guess part of it has to do with, well, everyone's just intimidated, like we were just saying. Everyone's concerned that the red mm-hmm. hats are going to come after them, and and there's going to be doxing, and there's you know they're going to be uh, threatened with violence, like uh, Mitt Romney was. He's oh, you turn up at uh-huh. CPAC, you better watch your back because there's going to be. That is lo- absolutely fucking insane. He's a former presidential candidate he's gonna yeah. have a secret Kidding. service detail until he dies yeah so please cpac i urge you go at mitt romney it'll be like a bug hitting a bug zapper <laughs> <laughs> well meanwhile um anytime now uh governor cuomo should be meeting in the white house with donald yeah. trump now donald trump set up this meeting with a tweet in which he says I'm seeing Governor Cuomo today at the White House. He must understand that national security far exceeds politics. New York must stop all of its unnecessary lawsuits and harassment, start cleaning itself up and lowering taxes, build relationships, but don't bring Fredo. Who's Fredo in this? His son? No, CNN. The one of the he other. Said Fredo. There's like a, there's like a half. Oh, do- Chris Cuomo. Yeah. Oh, I see. There's like a half yeah. dozen Cuomos, and he's right. referring to the Cuomo that happens to be on CNN. So mm. that's that's Fredo, the CNN Cuomo. But what he's doing is... Oh, he's he, threatening. It sounds like he's threatening him. It sounds yeah. like this is going to be an extortion threat that's going to happen in the White House. You better drop those goddamn lawsuits and harassment of you know all of these very fine people in the Trump administration, including me, or else you know I'm going to X, Y, and Z. Who knows? You know, I'm going to sick the red hats on you and you're going to be doxxed by 4chan trolls or whatever the hell the punishment is whatever trump's punishment du jour happens to be that's what he's going to do meanwhile and i've been saving all of the stuff with bill barr uh for the uh, next segment but i want to mention this before we take a short break a former wrestler has stepped forward and said jim jordan asked him to stay quiet so uh-huh. Jim Jordan extending his uh, intimidation of former wrestlers at uh, Ohio State. Former captain of the Ohio State wrestling team on Tuesday testified before Ohio's legislature under oath that Jim Jordan asked him in 2018 to deny allegations that abuse by a former team doctor was widely known within the program. Adam D. Sabato. Adam D. Sabato. Oh, he's a paisan. A member of the Ohio State Wrestling Program in the late 80s and early 90s made the allegations amid a public hearing on legislation that would allow victims of former athletic department doctor Richard Strauss to waive the statute of limitations and sue the university for damages. An investigation found that Strauss abused at least 177 young men at the school's facilities between 1979. And they're making them sign non-legal action waivers so they can't sue the university for being molested? Uh, mm-hmm. This legislation would waive the statute of limitations. That's what it seems like here. So there is a statute of limitations. So, but this would waive it so that they could continue. They could sue now, even though yes. it's oh, past oh, the statute. Okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah. New yeah. York has done that recently with, with rape cases and and other things. New York State has done it, but it was only for like a year. I, I think it's a, a good thing if it actually passes. And Ohio is becoming a little more sketchy these days in terms of mm-hmm. where it is politically. So I'm not sure where this is going to land. But obviously, Jim Jordan's trying his own little bit of uh, of intimidation and uh, and threatening his uh, you know his victims. Victims and so on. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. How old is Sabato now? What's that? How old is Sabato? I guess if he was, 
A wrestler in the late 80s? Late 80s, hilarious. early 90s. Probably around my age. Probably around... Yeah, he's probably in his 50s. Yeah, yeah. Late 40s, early 50s. Probably somewhere in there. Um, okay, so... Meanwhile, let's talk about this right now because we've got Valentine's Day. That is tomorrow. That is Friday, Valentine's Day. Is it Friday? Am I getting it right? Yeah. Or is it se- Valentine's tomorrow Day is, is Friday. tomorrow? And okay. You tomorrow. know what? I better figure that out. Yeah, you better. Because I could get in trouble. Um, <laughs> because and you live with a woman who's almost as tall as you are. That's right. That's true. That's right. She could take you. She could totally bet, take you. You know, in a fight, my money's on Kimberly. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I have, you know what? I, occasionally, I will try to tickle her, but there's a. Oh, Oh, don't do that. A gigantic mistake because she grabs my hand with her hand and it's like she flips you across the room. She's like she's just crushing my hand. Like I'm like, oh my God. It's, you know, it's like she's got like superhuman <laughs> strength. It's like being my hand's caught in a vice grip of some sort. But no. Lady Terminator. And 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 describing her this way is just not helping at all. This is no, not, it's not digging me out of forgetting what day Valentine's Day is. But imagine this Valentine's Day story is all about you. You're parked outside the restaurant. You're meeting your date in just about 10 minutes. And you glance in the mirror. Yeah, you see these large under-eye bags and, and wrinkles around your eyes. So you rummage through your bag thinking, where the hell's your secret weapon? And there it is staring back at you. Thank God you've got your plexiderm there in the car. So you apply the clear serum under your eyes. And then, boom, two minutes later, you start seeing the under-eye bags and wrinkles disappearing right in, in your rear view mirror, right there in your car. Plexiderm is the clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in just minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift you give to yourself. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code VOICES for 50% off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an extra $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. You can also get this offer by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use the code VOICES at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code VOICES. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. My friend Seth Adam, brand new song right here. How do I wonder now when the rain keeps falling down? Song called At Different Ends. Like I said, brand new. He sent it to me today. It's got that new song smell. Smell? Mm. I love Seth Adam. Yeah. Uh, Link in the description. Do you know what a gospel song this is? This is total gospel, whether he realizes it or not. The chords, oh, yeah. the way they climb. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is holy music. I'm not sure what's better, his vocals or his guitar playing. Man, it's a it's a tough call vocals. there. Yeah. BobSeska.com. BobSeska.com. Hang on. I'm interrupting you. Okay. That's, 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 that's okay. That's okay. I'm just glad you're alive. Uh, Bob Seska, <laughs> BobSeska.com slash music. If you want to submit your music, and uh, like I say, Make sure to only submit your music. Don't submit someone else's music. Thank you. I don't want to get sued. Okay, here we go. And what I was going to say about guitars and voices is that anybody ultimately can learn to play guitar, but only God makes singers. 
That you know what? <laughs> it's not far from the truth. I mean, it does. You have to have that certain zaza zoo to be able to effectively play the guitar. Uh, I think you know you can you learn do. it, but it, to make you really great, you have to have the natural talent. And I think the same goes for uh, for singing too. A shout out, by the way, to Chrissy Metz, who was the first who did the Diane Warren song on the uh, uh, Oscars the other night. She's oh, yeah. on the TV show This Is Us, and she's got a hell of a voice. Yeah. Oh, you know who else has a hell of a voice? Cynthia, oh, the, the woman. Cynthia yes. Olivo. Oh my god. Oh my god. That what talk about a revelation. She's on that new HBO show that's a She's so series. good on that. On yes. the outsider. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. She plays this private detective who happens to be on the spectrum. And yeah. in fact, I think the character in the Stephen King book, The Outsider, is a, a white woman. And oh. Jason Bateman, hmm. who directed the first three episodes of the miniseries, he wanted to change the character so that he could get Cynthia Erivo specifically into wow. the miniseries. And man, is she killing it. She's good. Yeah, we're going to be hearing a lot from Cynthia Erivo. If you don't have HBO, how do you watch it? Uh, the Outsider, well, you can buy the book. <laughs> there, there's the book. Or I think you can get the HBO shows H- if, through Amazon Prime or something like that. I'm not sure. Sometimes you can do it that way in maybe HBO Go app. I'm sure you can get it there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, there you are can, ways I'm sure you can get it. Right, right. You can subscribe separately to the streaming service uh, for HBO. Right. So there's that also. You also have that option. Okay, so let's do this. Uh, you, normally, we were playing the uh, Ukraine theme from Rocky Mountain Mike, but this, I think this is a little bit more appropriate to the fact that, uh, David, we were saying earlier that we have our first dictator. Oh, yeah. In the White House. Donald Trump is a dictator. Donald Trump's a tyrant. I think both of those words work. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not joking around. He is both of those things. You can also use autocrat. Well, all he had to do, really, was put a potato in his pocket because he was already a dick. Now he's a dictator. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Sorry, I'll be here all week. Um, once I wake up. He <laughs> got a little bit there. Um, okay. Try the melatonin. Apparently, it works like crazy. So the fourth federal prosecutor has resigned from Roger Stone's case after the Justice Department announced that it planned to reduce its sentencing recommendation because Donald Trump has seized the Department of Justice using this, oh my God, irredeemable troll who's uh, our attorney general. And I'm just waiting. You see, he's going to be testifying at the end of March. And I'll tell you why it's going to take this long to get Bill Barr into the Judiciary Committee on the House side in order to testify. Why is it at the end of March? Because Bill Barr doesn't want to walk into a speeding propeller right now. He wants to wait Mm. until the... (laughs) The House Judiciary propeller slows down a little bit before he steps into it. And that's why the long wait. I'm sure that was the soonest they could convince him to show up. Because suffice to say, he could show up anytime and they could make him show up tomorrow. But of course, then they would be in all of the legal wrangling and court cases and defying subpoenas and all that crap. So I guess they just. Isn't that germane? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of that. I mean, obviously they're waiting, but I mean, just like this would be the time to talk to him. But yeah, yeah. I know. But see, by the end of March, we'll have a whole other set of evidence that will have emerged about some other crime, probably. Everything is happening so rapidly right now. And, you know, I was talking to Kimberly last night. We we're trying to figure out where all this goes. And I'm wondering. 
Because at this point, Donald Trump is chipping away at the government right now, piece by piece, in kind of a slow way. It's not, he's not going to just throw a switch and say, I have taken over. There's nothing you can do. I am the Vladimir Putin of North America, and I run the show now, and you can't get rid of me. That's not going to happen overnight. He's going to have to slowly boil the frog in order to get exactly. there. And, that's, how, uh, that's how Hitler did it. Yeah, and I, I wonder if a year is enough time to do it because he's got a year, potentially more than that, obviously, but in terms of the remainder of his first term, he's only got a year left to do this. So clearly he's got a lot of work to do to get reelected so he can finish this plan because I think, honest to God, I'm not looking at you know Hitler or Mussolini or some past despot as a model for what Donald Trump is going to do. I get the sense that Donald Trump is more of a Vladimir Putin type character who will try to create a position for himself that will allow him to stay in power. Because, I mean, even if he gets voted out of office, he's going to keep doing rallies and he may even run again in four years. I mean, if he loses this year, he could run again four years later and be potentially elected. Oh God. I Bob, mean, I'm, I'm going I, back to bed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I need to be best, you know. Be best. Especially today. Okay, so Trump went off about the Justice Department prosecutors uh, in the Oval Office yesterday. We do have a tiny Trump clip of what Trump said. The reason I'm playing this is it gives you a sense of how maniacal he has become. He's just, he's thrown the gloves off. He doesn't care what anyone says about him, he's going to do all of the things that his instincts and the brainworms are telling him to do now. He doesn't have the character nor the restraint to be able to judiciously exercise his power as president. And now that power has been augmented by the fact that he's no longer accountable to Congress and he's no longer accountable to the Justice Department, least of all the Justice Department. And so he is just off and running, doing whatever he thinks he's allowed to do and uh, threatening people and intimidating people and all the shit that we have heard. Remember the anonymous op-ed and they were saying, well, you know what, we're going to we're going to restrain him from doing all of the awful shit. I don't think they're there anymore. Yeah, I think that yeah. person's. I was just going to say Falling that. by the wayside. Yeah, yeah, they're gone. They're gone, and he's doing everything he could possibly yep. do. This gives a, a, a good impression of his attitude right now. I don't want to say that yet, but I tell you what, people were hurt viciously and badly by these corrupt people. And I want to thank, if you look at what happened, I want to thank the Justice Department for seeing this, this horrible thing. And I didn't speak to him, by the way, just so you understand. Bullshit. They saw mm. the horribleness of a nine-year sentence for doing nothing. You have murderers and drug addicts that'll get nine years. Nine years for doing something that nobody even can define what he did. Somebody said he put out a tweet. And the tweet, you based it on that. We have killers, we have murderers all over the place. Nothing happens. And then they put a man in jail and destroy his life, his family, his wife. His children, nine years in jail, it's a disgrace. In the meantime, Comey walks around making book deals to people that launched the scam investigation, and what they did is a disgrace. And hopefully it'll be treated fairly, everything else will be treated fairly. Judge and jury, right there. That's uh -huh. what Donald Trump is doing. I am now the ultimate authority on who's guilty and who's innocent in this country. What the prosecutors say, what the Department of Justice says, 
completely irrelevant. I say that Roger Stone has been unfairly accused, and so therefore... Obviously, the pardon is just around the corner. Roger Stone is he, is will pardon be pardoned. Is possible for Roger Stone? Is yes. he not up on yes. any state charges at all? Uh, no, he's uh, these yeah. are all federal charges. This is all federal, yeah. Oh, damn yeah. It. Well, why is he making so much noise and not just pardoning him then? I don't know. He, he didn't just waste think any he would pardon him. It's right. The, it's the drama. He's he's building up drama. He's building up anticipation. Remember, stay tuned. That's that's his thing. Wait and yeah. see. Let's let's all wait and see. And he was also talking about how uh, Roger Stone has clearly been convicted of these crimes because of a tweet. He said no one knows why Roger Stone is even uh, has even been convicted because it was maybe a tweet. He doesn't. I don't know. Well, you know what? Oh Roger God. Stone. Roger Stone was convicted on one count of obstruction of justice, five counts of false statements, one count mm-hmm. of witness tampering, or as Trump said, a tweet. <laughs> you know, right. Jesus Christ. Uh, but this is what a dictator sounds like: destroying the yeah. judiciary, undermining the rule of law, and it only gets worse from here. And that's the best I can say about it. This is as good as it gets today, right now, because it's <laughs> tomorrow is going to be worse than today. The next day after that is going to be worse than tomorrow, and it's just going to continue to spiral out of control because no one's there to restrain him anymore. The Twenty Fifth Amendment is not on the table. There's no way that's going to happen. I seriously doubt Nancy Pelosi will ever bring another set of impeachment charges against Donald Trump, <laughs> at least this year. I mean, maybe a right. second term, but not now. There's not going to be I a think second. The House impeachment. is going to just. Keep investigating, though, and just keep putting evidence out there into yeah. the media consciousness, you know? Well, that's what they it has can't to do. Get it, yeah, if they can't get it on a legal basis, they're going to have to do it on a leak basis. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you hear what you need to do, Democrats, like, and the, especially in the judi- Judiciary and Intelligence Committees, get that info out there. That's leak right. like a sieve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and now that Bill Barr is Trump's personal lawyer now overseeing every bit of information that comes across his desk, including information from Rudy Giuliani. And on top of all of that, Bill Barr has taken... That was nice. Uh, Bill- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, y'all. I mean, I'm still like... Freshly awakened. I'm, I'm like just, just trying to get like. Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna actually step away for the mic and do a massive nose blow and get a glass of water. Okay, <laughs> sounds Talk good. Talk amongst yourselves. All right. <laughs> well, in right the meantime, back. a uh, former DOJ counterintelligence chief, David Laufman, wrote a piece for the Washington Post, and he said, "We are now at a break glass in case of fire moment for the yep. Justice Department." That's about right. I feel like we were there when our freaking attorney general was found guilty of lying to Congress about meeting with Russians. Okay, Maybe you guys don't remember little wee Jeff Sessions um, now that he's off in a tree baking cookies somewhere. Right. But like, I mean, we were at a break glass in case of emergency the minute he had to recuse himself from anything to do with Russia. That should have been a huge red flashing light to everybody that like our Department of Justice is compromised and it's only gotten worse. Well, you know, what's amazing to me is that Trump is still going around and all his supporters certainly on Fox News Channel still going around calling the Russian thing a hoax when we have Eric Trump and Donald Trump on video there is mm-hmm. video of saying that our money is coming from Russia and they're still going around it's all a hoax i mean this is the through the looking glass era that we're in right now where the mm-hmm. video that I mean there is video evidence video I mean, we can watch him say it. We can watch his boy say it. We can see the giant gums flapping when Eric Trump says, Art, we're okay because all of our money comes from Russia. 
Uh-huh. It's on, and, and yet, no, it's all a big hoax. The Russia thing, Russia, Russia, Russia. Why do you guys hate the orange man? Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, so this guy says, we're now at a break glass in case of fire moment for the Justice Department. And, of course, we got to laugh. America has to laugh, so... Rocky Mountain Mike gives us this. Stone, yeah, he wants to be free. Trust us, baby, leave it to me. I'm president famous, I'm getting between. Yeah, I can do something that's obscene. Baby, you can bright Bill Barr. <laughs> yes, we'll take this thing that far. Baby, you can bright Bill Barr. And maybe he'll spring you. The great Rocky Mountain Mike. Thank you, Mike. Very nice. I'm glad I stuck around for that, but really, I'll, I'll be right back. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, go go blow out all your snot. There you go. There you go. You know what? <laughs> We're gonna gonna take advantage of his snot blowing to take snot. a <laughs> last break. Here. One last break. Back with more show right after these words. There it is. Welcome to a bubble genius. Hi, I'm trying to find a Valentine present for my boyfriend that's not too cutesy. Can you help? I can show you sexy time. Uh, okay then. I'm just gonna... I I, I thought this was bath and body, not, uh... Here is a sexy time. Wow, edible massage oil and, and powder. Oh, its name is sexy time. Sexy time! My boyfriend's going to love this. And sexy time for you, too. Sexy time for me, too. Bubblegenius.com. Sexy time. Bob Seska. Hypnotized. I love this so much. This is Callie Cardamon. She's also known as Cece Grace. And she just released this brand new EP full of jazz standards. This is uh, On the Street Where You Live. And the, uh, the album is called Jump for Joy. And I got a sneak preview of the whole EP. And you know what? Right on time. Because this made me smile the smile of all smiles. Listening to this EP from start to finish. So you can count on the other five songs from this EP to appear on the show at some point in the next coming up months. People stop and stare 
Just makes me happy. Just makes me happy. Callie Cardamom really right well there. Really well done, too. Link yeah. in the description. Amazing voice. Amazing singer. And just a, a smart idea to uh, bring back these jazz standards. I'm really into sort of modern interpretations of older music. Obviously, I'm, I really love Young Guns, Silver Fox, the uh, uh, modern yacht rock band, the throwback there. Also, we have a, <laughs> uh, a singer-songwriter named Kaz in our rotation who does uh, a lot of uh, classic uh, R&B songs, too. And so this is just, I just love all this stuff. Okay, enough about uh, enough about music. Let's continue on to the horror show that is the Trump administration. Okay, so as I said, Bill Barr is going to testify on March 31st. I assume what he's going to be doing is more of the same. He's going to do the penis puppet show act. Mm-hmm. We remember that from the movie. Oh, God. Ew. The movie Vice. I don't know if you've seen uh-huh. Vice yet, T-Rex, but. I oh, haven't, but I'm just imagining Bob Barr with a marionette <laughs> strings attached to his penis. You know, like. Well, there's a, there's a great scene in the movie where uh, Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney talks about how uh, you know he can get away with saying anything to anyone because he uses this completely sane and rational tone of voice. And Bill Barr is a master at that. I mean, even yeah. he's got the face down and everything like, well, I'm just doing my job. I mean, you know, I've taken over What's the justice department. What's wrong with department. you people? This is yeah. absolutely no big deal. He's yeah. totally normal. We're going to go out on the White House lawn and we're going to do a puppet show with our penises, with little wigs and googly eyes. And <laughs> well, and then the up. president will go down to Trump Tower in New York and shoot someone. It's just fine. And then Trump comes out and says, this is the greatest idea. We're going to do a penis puppet show on the White House lawn. Bill Barr came to the White House and said, you got to have a penis puppet show. We're going to do a puppet puppet. I I love puppets. My mom used to say, you love puppets, and I do. I do. I love puppets. <laughs> Thank you very much. But you're the puppet. I can no only... Puppet. You're the puppet. I can only laugh to keep from crying. Uh, oh, shit. So, meanwhile, Trump withdrew Jesse Liu's nomination to be the Treasury Department's Terrorism and Financial Crimes Undersecretary because her office's handling of the Roger Stone and Michael Flynn cases. More <laughs> purges happening here. The head of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, Lou, supervised the court proceedings for Trump aides and Mueller defendants, including Rick Gates, Flynn, and Stone. Lou served in the role from uh, September 2017 until January 31. And uh, coinciding with her departure, the U.S. Attorney's Office... Oh, she's a woman, so, you know, that's a bonus for Trump. He gets to uh, jab a woman in the back. Um, Oh, is he going to read her text now? Probably, yeah. Did you hear what they're doing at CPAC? They're doing dramatic reenactments of the Lisa Page, Peter Strzok texts. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. This is the serious uh, conservative movement. This oh is the movement that, that started with William F. Buckley, and now they're going to be basically doing pornographic reenactments of these text messages between two FBI agents. And by the way, they're still FBI agents. Yeah. Do not piss off people that have security clearance and can leak shit. Yeah, no shit. You know, that happen to have a... God, it's just... Like I said, the the Trump people can't let go of the page and struck thing because they just can't imagine people actually having sex because they are attracted to each other and love each other. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're like... Yeah, they do not understand consensual sex. You are No, they're like, where does the money get exchanged? Who's got the cocaine? You know, who's marrying who for money? Like, it doesn't doesn't work to them. They don't understand the dynamic there. It's just completely... Alien to them. Oh yeah, and you and you know yeah. that Trump just desperately wants to have sex with Ivanka. I mean, it's they yeah. are. I mean, they are the Fifth Avenue Clampets. I mean, it is kind oh, of. It is a little bit in their DNA. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, but I mean, imagine what she's had to do over the years just to get money and out of him and to get him to ignore her like lawsuits in China or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I suspect we've walked very close to the line already. Right, right. Um, oh, sit on man. daddy's lap, Ivanka. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So Trump also said the military should look at disciplinary action against uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, who gave testimony, of course, in the impeachment proceedings. Um, again, I, uh, for some reason, I find that particularly heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. Maybe it's just because he's a twin, and so am I. You know, and there have been times when my twin has been punished for things I have done, and vice versa. And mm-hmm. it's just like having to march the two of them out of the White House under escort, like they've been caught embezzling or something. Yeah, yeah. Just it's just disgusting. That guy did exactly what he swore to do: to uphold and protect the Constitution against mm-hmm. all enemies, foreign and domestic. Yep. yep. And as a result, he's getting frog marched out of the White House instead of the fucking gaseous orange shitbag that actually <laughs> committed the crimes. Um, so once again, America, yeah. you've done it. Your priorities uh-huh. are completely fucked. You're watching the good guys get frog marked off to jail and applauding the bad guys. So yeah. good for you. And you've done it again, too. Gaseous orange shitbag could very easily be the title of the show. I thought it was going to be Carnival Barking Clown. So <laughs> I, I have some choices to make in post. You as do. To yes, you absolutely how the have some choices. Ti- how the all-important title of the show, which most people look at and go, why the fuck is the show called Gaseous Orange Shitbag? You know, it's just like, <laughs> I, I think I confuse, uh, especially new listeners, with the titles of the show. In case you don't know already, we take shit that we say in the show and make that the title of the show because we're so clever. Um, okay, so <laughs> moving along here. <laughs> Uh, there is still oversight uh, happening on the Hill. I mean, the Democrats are still trying to do that. Chuck Schumer called on all 74 inspectors general to investigate retaliation against whistleblowers who report presidential misconduct. Schumer yep. requested investigations into. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. The Democrats are still playing by the rules. We're oh, still yeah. hoping, you know, and the Republicans have made it very clear yeah. that they have no intention of following the rules or being fair or doing, you know, and it, mm-hmm. as long as we keep bringing a paper knife to a constitutional gunfight, we're going to have, I mean, and I'm not sure what the answer is. Break the law? I don't know. But yeah. it, it's time to invent new procedures because yeah. the old procedures they have looked at and figured out how to get around. Mm-hmm. You know, we're operating from a rule book that's been compromised. Go ahead. Well, along those lines, I wanted to ask both of you about this. Um, obviously, we've all been freaking out over this uh, McKay Coppins piece in The Atlantic about the Trump yeah. Death Star in Roslyn, Virginia, being run by Brad Parscale, <laughs> where they're engaging in the most extensive disinformation campaign in U.S. history. That's how it's described. 3,000 data points on every voter in America that they're going to use to exploit on Facebook and other forms of social media. They're going to be attacking uh, press and reporters, doxing even local reporters who even show the slightest sign of disloyalty to Donald Trump. I mean, this is the operation that Trump's got going on right now in his his name and the question the really important question at the end of this piece is how do the democrats respond and there are two schools of thought on this um one in the article they talk about this guy matt osborne who i i kind of know through social media matt osborne engaged in kind of a uh, a rat fucking campaign and during the roy moore election debacle against uh, doug jones down in alabama 
there's that school of thought. Just fight fire with fire. Go at them with disinformation too. Screw them no. over the way they're screwing no. over. And then there's Judd Legum who says, well, you know what? Truth is crazier than fiction. We can just take the stuff that Trump is actually doing and just weaponize that. We don't have to lie about things. We, we can just talk about everything that is, you know, the 16,241 lies that Trump has told. We could talk about the criminal activity. But isn't that what the media is been doing for the last three and a half years? Well, kind of, but the party itself, I mean, does the Democratic Mm. nominee for president, for example, set up his or her own disinformation Death Star wherever and then do the same kind of thing? So you're you're both you're both. No, no I don't think so. Okay, yeah. No, I I think that's not the right thing to do. Yeah. It's to form your own Death Star that jams their Death Star. Yeah. Yeah. Like hacks their communications and disrupts them to the point that they can't function. Well, like what the, the RNC the, did with the 11,000 phone, phone calls. In a while. Do the same Iowa. thing. Yeah. Just yeah. jam it. Don't You don't have to do anything wrong. That's wrong, but you don't have to do anything lying or un, it is underhanded. You don't you have, don't to, have do to anything. You don't have to further pollute the information environment. There you go. Thank you. That's better. Oh, you're um, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely, it's, it's like they're playing dirty. We can play dirty, but also be factual. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm with both of you. Obviously, um, there's so much material to use. What Mike Bloomberg is doing, what the Lincoln Project mm-hmm. is doing with their advertising, this is the kind of shit that the Democrats should be doing. And it's you know what we really should do is the three of us. I mean, well, you and I are on the East Coast, Bob. We should yeah. we could set up shop right across the street from yeah. Brad Parscale and take pictures of everyone <laughs> yeah. who comes in and goes out of yeah. the building and docks them. Yeah. Who is this? What are they doing there? Why are they there? What's their function to this new? Uh, uh, what's the organization from the last election? Uh, America Cambridge First. Analytica. Or, oh, no, Cambridge, it's Cambridge Analytica. Analytica. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the new Cambridge That's Analytica. It. Let's exactly. see who works there. Yeah. You know, and who is this person? Who is this person? What are they doing? You know, mm-hmm. and we really just need to like do exactly what they're saying they're going to do to us. Oh, yeah. Except not to journalists. We zero in on their operatives. Yeah. And we fucking get their operatives home numbers and relations and everything right out there on the web. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to leak that, but you know the web. Um, of course, no one listens to me. We're going to like play by the rules and they're going to fucking yeah, set the house on fire again while we're trying to serve dinner. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. And I know exactly where this Death Star is located. I know exactly where Rosalind, Virginia is. I can drive there blindfolded practically. It's like right on the other end of the Key Bridge across from Georgetown. So if you're in Georgetown, you just go across the Key Bridge and boom, there's Rosalind staring you right in the face. It's just a bunch of uh, plastic palaces rising up uh, on the horizon. You just go to one of those. I'm sure you can look it up online and find the address of the specific building. And, Let's go there. Uh, I'll come visit. That. I'll come up to D.C. I've got a place to stay and we'll just spend a week just taking pictures and like taking notes on who comes and goes at the Death Star. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great idea. And we'll print it and we'll publish it and we'll put it on Twitter because you use Twitter. I don't. Um, And just be like, hey, who's this person? Anybody got an ID? What's their what's their history with the Republican Party? Yeah. What misinformation campaigns have they been a part of in the past? Where do they live? Well, yeah. And there's a there's absolutely they all federal employees now. Um, no, no. I think they all work for Trump. They all work for they the work Trump for the campaign. campaign? Yeah. Or they, well, okay. Yeah. Okay. What, I, I forget what the name of the campaign organization is called, but I mean, Brad Parscale is a campaign manager. Brad yes, Parscale is. is the Steve Bannon slash Paul Manafort of the 2020 campaign. 
and go figure when in 2016 he was the digital director of the Trump campaign. Now the problem is with and the concern among Republicans with Brad Parscale is that he's so ensconced in digital. I mean, bear in mind the first job that he had for Trump in the 2016 campaign was the guy who sold the hats online. I mean, he was basically in charge mm-hmm. of selling merch on the website. And so he doesn't really have a lot of skills when it comes to organizing a campaign. Certainly he's learned some things. Certainly he's picked up some rat fucking techniques from the previous regime who ran the, uh, the 2016 campaign. So he's going to be engaging in that, but there's concern among Republicans that he's not going to be able to do the finer, uh, details when it comes to campaigning state by state and so on, that he's too focused on this online operation of just spreading disinformation. Yeah. But you know what? That may be all they need in order to reelect Donald Trump. I mean, it's when I was first reading through this story, it jumped out at me. It's, as such a colossal problem that it made everything else small by comparison. I mean, the Democratic infighting, the other Trump campaign things, it just seemed minor compared to this megalith that is going to be injecting all of this unbelievable uh, disinformation into Facebook timelines from coast to coast. And, and But every Death Star has an exhaust port <laughs> and really only about two meters wide and that's about the size of womp rats and we used to shoot those all the time back home in beggars canyon yes so i know luke skywalker i know mark hamill you do. i, I you can do. bring red five into this battle uh with just uh, probably a dm so i don't know <laughs> but I mean, the fact is that this is in all seriousness this is seriously in public interest the fact uh-huh. that they have, without anyone's permission, I didn't give my permission for the RNC to have my uh, 3,000 data points. I mean, can we, can anyone sit here and name? Can I FOIA that? Was that? Can I find out what, the, my, what my 3,000 data points are? You should try. Uh, you can only find that out from Facebook. I think they will tell you what they've sold yeah. by because that's what they started to do. But don't forget that your data is out there on the Google. It's on yeah, every yeah. website you've ever shopped from. Yep. It's every cookie that's been collected. It's not just Facebook that sold the data. It's every website you visit unless you're on a virtual private network and right. then it slows down and it's hard to be on any website. But um, any so website you've hackers, ever been on, you know, it's like- cookies yeah, people out there with these skills, people who believe in what's right and true and just, you know, get to work. Like, figure out how we can crack, how we can shoot to- photon torpedoes into their mm-hmm. exhaust port and blow That's up right. their Death Star, because that is, you know, this is basically the troll factory from St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. just re- imported to America. Exactly, but exactly, we know where it is, and we, you know, there is a way. There's got to be a way. You yep. know, that we can figure out how to tamper because it then that's what it's going to take. It's going to figure out being proactive and learning to, you know, fight their dirty tricks as hard as we would fight legitimate ones. Because, like, it's just to me, this is the playing field now. And the Democrats yep. keep like playing by the rules, showing up all dressed out for PE with the regulation footwear, <laughs> you know, and. Mm-hmm. I know the freaking Republicans are showing up with you know assault rifles and yeah. I, I know and Kevlar. So it's like, huh. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm confident that there are forces in support of the Democratic Party 
who are charging toward the Trump campaign right now like Braveheart. And I, I mm-hmm. get the sense that that is happening. Look at all the money that Mike Bloomberg is spending. Look at the amount of energy that is on the Democratic side to unseat this maniac. And then if you combine yeah. that, I spoke about this with um, Eric Bollert yesterday on the interview show. We talked about Rachel Bitkofer's model for the 2020 election in which she says, you know what, we're no longer in a paradigm where the candidate even really matters because mm-hmm. we're so now divided into what she sort of compares to sports franchises where this is our team and that's their team and it's us against them and we want to win and they want to win. And so the elections come down to nothing more than which side has the greater momentum, which side has the greater energy behind it. And I just Except see their side is trying to keep our team off the field altogether with voter suppression. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. I mean, I mean it's, it's like you, we, we, I mean, we can only go so far with the sports metaphors because the sports engenders, I mean, it's, believed to engender fair play yeah. as part of its thing, you know, and this is not. this. The other team is doing everything it can to stack the match. Right, right. Well, I encourage you to look up Rachel Bitkofer's theory on this because it kind of makes sense. It's awful and I don't like it. I don't like the fact that we have descended to the point now where it's just our team versus your team and rah-rah our team and fuck you and your team. And that's now the way things happen because there's no nuance there. There's no opportunity mm-hmm. to dis- discuss and compromise and come up with some sort of rational solution. And so mm-hmm. when everyone is entrenched, then it's World War One. It's a matter of attrition. And that is just bad news for the, the You know, discord. this is something I was talking about to a friend yesterday. Who He was like, I never discuss religion or politics. And I was like, you should. We yeah, all should. you should. Because what we've done by never discussing religion and politics is created a whole bunch of people who don't know how to talk about religion and politics <laughs> yeah. without ending up screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah. And we have to learn to discuss these things like adults. We have to learn to stand by our beliefs and be assertive without being aggressive. Yeah. Because, I mean, I got spun up online by some Bernie bros the other day, and I ended up firing off in all directions because it was infuriating. I mean, and you know, as you guys know what it's like. Yeah. Um, and we can't we can't go there now. We have to like we have to remain calm. We have to stand by our principles, but we can't let we can't get let the heatedness and the emotionality creep into the point that it makes us look ridiculous. Right, mm-hmm. right. In fact, um, you know, Chris Lavoie has been tweeting about this and Facebooking about this uh, in the past twelve or twenty four hours because he's mm-hmm. seeing the same kind of like longtime friends now just smacking yep. each other in the faces with shovels, and that's just on the Democratic side. That's just among the I know. Democratic candidates where we're now in a point where. If you like Democrat X, then you get labeled with all of the baggage that Democrat right. X has with him or mm-hmm. her. And right. that is that is dangerous. I mean, there are going to be so many, I mean, scores of liberals on Twitter who are going to have to awkwardly walk back all yeah. of the horrible things they've said about candidate X or candidate Y. And when, the thing if, is, it's, if like, that person it's like a pack of Starbucks. Yeah. It's like a pack of Starburst because it's like, I like the pink Starburst and everyone's going, you communist. You know, I <laughs> right. like, the, you know, only good capitalists like yellow Starburst. It's like they're all fucking Starburst guys. Let's yeah. remember they're all in the same pack together. Yep. Like, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, 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 no. I'm no, glad you right. did because that's a really good point. Okay. So we've got uh, news about the sweet meteor of death that's coming up on the postmodern <laughs> oh, show. Oh, yay. Uh, Trump continues to camp, uh, funnel campaign cash to himself. We're going to be talking about that. The stupid, the stupid, stupid Twitter debate of the day. T-Rex is going to especially love this one. Uh, Plus, Mm. the Republican war on tampons. What? What? Yeah. 
That's oh, a thing. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, hey, oh, apparently God. women are addicted to them. Addicted to tampons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah. Got it. Yeah, we abuse them apparently. It's we're abusing tampons and that's why they should be taxed so that women won't buy it too many of them at a time like cigarettes. I'm sorry, blood just came running out of my eyes. <laughs> You're going to need a tampon for that. I, yeah, really. I ain't got to go put a tampon in your eye. Great way to end the show. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show or Bob Show.com. Or you can just click the all caps Patreon link at Bob just beneath my face. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for supporting the show on our Patreon page. Also, T-Rex David Ferguson can be found at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. We're so glad you're alive. Uh, yes, we are. Jody you know, Hill. I have got a really good interview up right now that I want everyone to listen to with another David Ferguson, who's a British comedian who is has triumphed over uh, chronic depression and homelessness. Yeah, perfect. And he's on the way up, and he's wonderful. His name is also David Ferguson. So David Ferguson and David girl. Ferguson yeah. talking to each other. And also Jody Hamilton from the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com. It is the From the Bunker podcast. Find it in the comedy section on your favorite podcast platform. All right, <laughs> folks, see you on the postmortem show. Bye-bye.